Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class, a short, about a 13-minute Bible study each day, seven days a week, getting us into God's Word and thereby helping keep us focused on a relationship with God and upon our souls. Also, it helps us to stay strong in our faith and even grow stronger in our faith because faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. Help people in your life, and you know some who need to turn their focus around. They need to start thinking about their soul's salvation, about their relationship with God. They need to get into God's Word. Help them to do that by sharing these short studies with them every day, with your family members, your friends, your work associates, your neighbors, with literally everybody you can every day. You can do that easily through Facebook friends, text messages, and other technological means. But Make that commitment and start sharing. You may help somebody turn their life around. You may help somebody get to heaven. What a great blessing that will be for them. But it will also be a great blessing for you. So start sharing today and every every day with everybody you can. We're going to begin a new line of thought and study today. We're going to talk about something that we need to always give focused attention toward and that is false teaching. Now, people will often get into arguments with each other, or at least they will get rather pointed in declarations along the line that, well, you believe it that way, we believe it a different way, or you, that's the, the way you interpret it, we interpret it different. Or here's one, and this is really the focus of what we're talking about in this particular line of thought and study. Well, my preacher says, well, (laughs) that sounds pretty authoritative, doesn't it? If a preacher says it, it must be true, right? Not necessarily so. Now, understand, I'm speaking as a preacher. I have been one for way over 40 years, full time. But I understand that preachers are just human beings as well as everybody else. Now, preachers have a greater responsibility on their shoulders because they are preachers. Now, what do I mean by that? They are putting themselves forward as teachers of God's word, communicators of the truth of the scriptures, of the gospel of Jesus Christ. But preachers still have clay feet, so to speak. They still are human beings, and as human beings, preachers still make mistakes. We need to always, as preachers, be careful that we keep our focus on God's Word and don't try to change it, don't try to take part of it apart, don't try to add anything to it, just accept it as it is, recognizing that it is God's very Word. I've known many preachers. I've had many friends who are preachers, and preachers are generally, I found, pretty cordial. They, most of them are outgoing, they're helpful, they're likable, but again, they're human. And some of them have really gained national attention in their shortcomings. A number of televangelists have been put out there as making big mistakes in their ministries, and that has served 
in the minds of some people, I suspect, to taint the image of preachers in general. That's unfortunate. Just as if we look at certain policemen who go bad and we say, well, you can't trust policemen now. Well, who are you going to call when somebody's breaking into your house? The policeman. Because of the bad behavior of the because of the misconduct, maybe because of the corruption of an officer of the law, or maybe a few, and that usually is the case of what in matters that we're looking at, we don't condemn all policemen. There are judges who have gone bad, I'm sure. Well, we don't condemn all judges because of the few who have gone bad and have exhibited misconduct. Well, preachers, there are preachers out there who teach false doctrine, but that does not taint the image of all, at least it should not, should not taint the image of all preachers. You have some parents who tell their children lies. Well, that, that should not cause us to say, well, you can't trust any parent anymore. <laughs> you see what I'm talking about. There are employers who are good employers. They're righteous employers. But then you'll come across some every now and then who are ungodly, they're corrupt, they're wicked, but you don't just write off all employers because of the few bad ones. Somebody says, a bad apple spoils the whole barrel. Well, if you let that bad apple alone in that barrel, it eventually causes others to rot, and others then those will cause others to rot and all that, but you clear those out, those bad ones. You don't throw away all the apples in the barrel because you find one bad one in there. Now, I have known a lot of preachers who I believe taught the truth, but just because they say something does not mean I accept everything they say on face value. It does not mean that everything they say, I'm going, whether I hear it or not, I'm going to say, okay, well, they got it right. Because you see, every single one of us is responsible for making sure that what I personally believe is what God's word actually teaches. What did Jesus say in John chapter 12 and verse 48? He who rejects me and does not receive my words has that which judges him. The word that I have spoken will judge him in the last day. You see, I'm going to be held accountable for my understanding and my living by the true teachings of God's word. What else did Jesus say in John's gospel account? John chapter 8 and verse 31. If you abide in or if you live by my word, you are my disciples indeed. What's a disciple again? A follower. So he says, if you live by my word, you are my true disciples, my true followers, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. The truth is what's going to make me free. Well, what is that truth? Jesus, on the night of his betrayal in John chapter 17, verse 17, prayed to the Father and said, sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. God's word is truth. Well, what did Peter write in 1 Peter chapter 1? 
and beginning with verse 22, since you have purified your souls in obeying the truth. So I'm going to be held accountable by God for living by, living my life by his truth, by the true teachings of his word. So I've got to make sure that whatever I believe is in accordance with what God's word actually says. And even though some preacher might say something, now on a surface level, that may sound pretty good, but I need to make sure that I examine what he teaches against what the Bible actually says. The Apostle Paul wrote in 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 15, study, the King James Version says, other translations, be diligent to present yourself approved before God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. So I'm held responsible for studying God's word enough that I know what it actually says in regards to the truth of God's teachings. Then, if I hear somebody teaching something that contradicts what I know the Word of God says, then I need to reject what that person is teaching. Whether he calls himself a preacher or not, whether I like him or not. I need to reject what he's teaching on that matter that contradicts the truth of God's word. When the Apostle Paul was with the elders from the congregation of Ephesus in Acts chapter 20, he warned them about false teachers coming in among them. Beginning with with verse 27, he said, For I have not shunned to declare to you the whole counsel of God. The whole counsel of God. In other words, I've taught you the truth fully. Therefore, take heed to yourselves and to all the flock among among which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to shepherd the church of God, which he purchased with his own blood. So they had been appointed elders over the church at Ephesus. And they were responsible for leading the members of that congregation of the Lord's church in the pathway or in the ways of the truth of God's word. So Paul says, take heed. Pay attention to your responsibility. In verse 29, he goes on and says, For I know this, that after my departure, savage wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock. Literal wolves? No false teachers. Also from among yourselves, men will rise up speaking perverse things to draw away the disciples after themselves. Therefore watch and remember that for three years I did not cease to warn everyone night and day with tears. Now brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance among all those who are sanctified. God's word is key. Each one of us is responsible for knowing God's word sufficient that we can recognize any teaching that contradicts his word. Because his word is true. 
We need to follow his word. And anything, any teaching that contradicts it, doesn't matter who is doing the teaching. It could be a cousin. It could be a brother or a sister. It could be a parent. It could be a child. If whatever, if anything that anyone else teaches contradicts what God's word says, we need to reject that teaching. And we need to stick with what God's word actually says. Even if a preacher says something and he's holding a Bible in his hand, but it contradicts what God's word says, we need to reject what that preacher teaches. We'll go on, get deeper into this next time. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for loving us. We thank you for giving us your word to guide us in your will. Help us to embrace it. Help us to study it thoroughly and help us to be committed to live by its teachings and help us to help others to see the teachings of your word as being truth and help them to abstain from, turn away from anything that contradicts. We pray for souls, Father. We pray for our souls. And we pray for you to be glorified through our commitment to you on a consistent basis. Please forgive us, and we pray, gracious Father, in Jesus' name, amen.